We here at the Root of All Evil podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which these sexy, sexy stories are recorded. The Gadigal people of the Eora Nation always was and always will be. Sydney City. Ride or die, motherfucker. Unless we move. Where are we going to move, Ruby? Los Angeles, bitch. <laughs> Boy, we had a timeless night. <laughs> Boy, we had a timeless night. Hello, sexy banana. Very good, very nice. Very good, very nice. Hello, Nicki Minaj. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll get my 20 bucks. Well, she's gonna get 20 fucking whacks. 20 fucking whacks. Not my fault she's a mental crazy lady that wanted to go off with a fucking lesbian that's now with a man. Salad in a Ruby just goes, I got something for you. And I went, bang, record, Where's go. Where's the weirdest place you've ever been fingered? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, the weirdest place. Maybe on a plane? On a plane. Snakes on a plane. More How? like digis on a plane. How did you go? Um, oh, not very well. It was just like sitting next to the person. Yeah. And it, I lasted maybe three seconds before I went, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it didn't, didn't end in completion, didn't end in... Anything, really. Startation. Oh. Didn't begin. <laughs> it was over before it even began. Yeah. What about you? The first time I got fingered was on a grassy hill watching the New Year's Eve fireworks, very underage, and he definitely stuck it up my urethra and not that middle spot. So I thought, mm, What's the middle being spot? A girl, the gooch. Your period hole, your dog. Oh, your period hole. <laughs> We are in Gooch Week, so it's very fitting that we I was are in Gooch Week. We are in Gooch Week. I have nightmares that sometimes someone has like a bolt cutter and they cut someone's gooch. Why would you think that? Because my brain thinks, what's the worst thing that could, you could possibly think? And then uh, it thinks it. Oh, gosh. Isn't that crazy? I saw a tattoo a while ago that said, bring back finger banging. <laughs> I think True. you and I should get that too. Yes. We've got to get the butterfly. Yes, we're going to get that, we're going to get this, we're going to get that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Who have we got coming up on the show today, Bugsy? Ever heard of a sex siren? A sex siren? You mean a mermaid? A mermaid in Peter Pan? Those sexy sirens. You remember people would start fucking knocking and sexualising mermaids and they would say, who's that sex siren? Trying to lure in the boys. I don't think sex sirens are mermaids. But they're sirens, right? Mermaids? Oh, I'm really going to have to look it, look look it, up, it up. Say sirens. So what they did, Bugsy, is these stupid men, they sexualized mermaids as poisonous, like alluring in, come men, come sailors, come. Oh, come captains of the ships. You want us, you need us. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Because they were so sexy, but then they used to drown them and go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. I've just got this. This isn't a trick question, but it's a conundrum that can occur when describing certain mythological creatures. Mm-hmm. Sirens are u- usually deadly creatures associated with enchanting melodies. Sing me an enchanting melody, go. Come, little sailor man, I'll away. You, I promise you, you can lick my pussy. So that, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Whereas mermaids or mer people, mm-hmm. it's 2023, Yes. Are not threatening on the whole. 
No. So sirens are different from mermaids is what Not all mermaids are, <laughs> are going to drown you for being a dog. <laughs> but oh, I've just found a really weird picture that has a lady with legs and a tail. I don't know if that's right. Little Mermaid would have fucking had an aneurysm seeing this. I know. Ancient have, Greece gave us the famous <laughs> pair of sirens that attempted to – the siren was depicted as half woman and half fish. Yeah, you're right actually. Well, we have a fabulous sex siren, a grand prize winning sex siren on the podcast now, a pole dance professional, a gorgeous queer icon, a sissy ball performer, and grand prize winner. Ooh-hoo. Please welcome to the stage of the root of all evil, this is Baja. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Oh, no. Yeah, boy. He will fuck off. Off he will fuck. We suck again. You blew it. You'll take that nip. In your rage. Baja, welcome. Hello, welcome. hello. Thank Hi. you for squeezing us into your busy, busy schedule. Oh, yeah, so busy. <laughs> so busy. Now, Baja, how would you labour yourself in the year that is 2023 as it draws to a close? Oh, my God, thank God. <laughs> in 2023, how would I label myself? So I feel like every year there's always another, like, thing that I'm adding to my bio I'm mm-hmm. like I'm this I'm this so in 2023 I would say I am a queer performer I'm a part of the ballroom scene here on Gadigal country I am starting to lean more into like my teaching I am also uh 2023 Miss Burlesque Sydney yes <gasps> yes 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 that sounds like a hard competition to crack. Oh my fucking god! I want to know everything about this. We will definitely get into that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. And then you know, creative, which me could really could mean anything and everything. And I feel like I dip into so many different bags, hats, whatever you want to call them. So yeah, a bit of everything. Wow, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm-hmm. Don't you, have a pretty, <laughs> you have a pretty fucking head. I, yeah, you're very, very pretty. <laughs> it goes all right. It goes all right. <laughs> so let's start with the origin story. Mm-hmm. Like coming out, being queer, mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. so hot. Mm-hmm. How, how did that work out for you, Bart? Listen, both have been a journey. My queerness, it's very interesting because I definitely grew up with like hidden feels, mm-hmm. like – always having the thought but never really connecting it to what that meant for me. So I definitely dated men majority of my life. When it came to women, I was like, it was always just like a question. It was always like, I'm interested, but I'm nervous and I'm scared. And I don't know how to approach that. I also heavily uh, attribute WWE divas to an awakening for me because I was obsessed with them, obsessed with them. And I was so, I thought it was so naughty, raw, smackdown. I thought it was so naughty watching them and I would literally just like watch them and anytime like my mum would come into the room, I'd just change the channel, but I can't watch this. I can't watch this. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Like a, a sexual awakening for you. Yeah, I think so. Like I definitely was, it was my life. Like I would YouTube the, YouTube them like, all the time, like just constantly looking at them and just like being like, oh my god, they're Do you have amazing. Any oh yeah, Trish Stratus. Oh, Trish Stratus. 
Like okay, she was my fucking favorite. Like she was the girl. She had like the blonde um, Farrah Fawcett hair, and also I loved Farrah Fawcett. Oh, yes, that's oh. who I used to get my like haircuts off when I was a teenager. Right? Oh, my dream to have that hair. Mm. Yes. Yep, yep, so yep, 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 yep. So oh, so hot. And she was always the champion. Yeah. You know? And the I was winner. Like, the winner. Everyone, everyone loves a winner. Exactly. Loves a winner. And even when she was bad, you were like, oh, I still love her. Yeah. You know? She's so. Having a bad time. Bad yes. Day. Yes, yes, yes. I know she's going to come back. She but will. She's a fighter, literally. Fully, literally. <laughs> Aguilera wrote that song about her. Exactly. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah. true. Also, my dream still to this day to be a WWE wrestler. I'm like, that is like. I can see it. I reckon 2024, you know, that's going to go on. I'm like, room. the closer I hit 30, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But okay. Yeah. No, I, I reckon anything's possible. If you yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're close to 30. Yes. No, I am. Ah, 23. No, too close. Too close. Now you must. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And have you always done performance? Oh, my goodness. Performance. Being a performer, again, I feel like so many things in my life, they've kind of been in me. But when I was really young, I was very good at everything, like Mm -hmm. dancing, every sport. And then when I hit high school, everything just went to shit because my confidence plummeted. Plummeted. In I had high school. In high school. Hormones. Yeah. Fuck hormones. hormones. I grew up in a really white area. Mm. No one really looked like me. I would straighten my hair. I was thicker. So I hated my body. I hated everything about my existence. I would just be depressed all the time. Being queer as well. Yeah. Fun. yeah. Yeah. Like there was just so many different things that were just not a vibe for me. And I pretty much was a very shy human. I wouldn't show my body that much. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't socialize. And if I, even if I did, I felt very insecure. I got cold names when I was younger, like about my weight. Oh, so, so cruel. So cruel, so cruel. It's, it's crazy that I'm just like completely like a nude performer now, mm-hmm. you know, like just so free in my expression because it was so opposite to what I was. How brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's really cool because I'm like it's just not what I expected from my life and I feel like if I my younger self saw me she would be like yeah, she's cool. cool. She's cool. And what do you think shifted from that? What sort of went did you just have like a nah, fuck this or were you being around queer people? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That was high school around then? No, definitely later? not. Yeah. It was later like yeah, again, I didn't really connect with my queerness until my 20s mm-hmm. um so even through high school I wasn't like questioning I was just like oh this is a feeling but I don't really know what it is and then when I moved out of home which was pretty much right after high school I moved to Newtown you know I live in right right it's like uh when I moved to Newtown I was like oh, I'm home like nobody stares at you for being weird well back especially back then mm-hmm. like when I moved there it was like Everyone was there. Everyone was weird. Mm -hmm. And I loved that so much. But yeah, I would just start being more around queer people and queer community. And when I went to Sissy Ball, that was a huge moment for me. 2019, Mm -hmm. um, I think that was the first time I was like, I'm here. I feel unashamed of myself, of my body, of who I am, of my existence. And I think that's kind of where it started beginning. And then, you know, I've always been around a lot of performers as well, a lot of queer performers from that, from community. 
And then it was actually the bearded tit asked me to perform for Queerbohood, which is on a Wednesday. I don't know why they asked me either because I was like, I've never performed before. I mean, I would always just be dancing yeah. like at parties mm. and like little outfits, but I'd never performed or put together anything. Mm-hmm. And when they asked me, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So that was sort of your, your in. I that guess. was my yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. It's a challenge. Yes. I think I could do it. Yeah. 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 So, so then you performed at the tit. I performed at the tit and then that ended up just growing more and more and I would just start getting more opportunities and I started bringing in like I always had I think creative vision but never ways to like execute execute it so I think um it definitely helped like having the ideas and then being able to have a platform to to share them and show them yeah yeah and then so now you're like performer performer performer. yes 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 I love it so much like I think of all the things that I've done, like, especially when it comes to, like, you know, modeling and stuff like that, I think performing for me feels, like, really right. And it doesn't feel like it's about – I don't feel like I have a time frame where I'm going to be amazing or be popular and then I'm going to fall off. I'm like, I can keep elevating and it can keep feeling good for me, mm-hmm. you know? But how'd you get into Sissy Ball? I guess you just sort of went to a few and then you're like, I can do that. Well, actually, um, my friend Mel was like, we should walk in this ball. And before I was like, okay, I'm going to walk in it. I didn't know too much about it, but I was like, started studying after that. And basically I, my house mother, Miranda, Marasia, you know, would we would study videos and we would start talking about ballroom and it made so much sense for it to be a place where I felt like comfortable because it was like all these people who had grown up feeling othered or different or weird or like a freak and this was a space where we got to celebrate ourselves and celebrate each other and exist without like all these weird ideas of what's beautiful in society like we were beautiful and it's definitely like a place where I'm like, oh, okay, this, I make sense. And I feel like I fit here. And I feel like I finally found like my people and my home. How amazing. Yeah. And liberation. Yes, really. absolutely. And, and liberation. Such its own dance style now almost. Yes, very like much so. Absolutely. There's so many different elements in a ball as well. So many different categories. And I know. So you have Vogue Femme, which is a lot of the voguing that you would see. Um, Like like hands and catwalk. Duckwalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's probably the main performance category. There's multiple performance categories that are all include voguing but then you know you have non-performance categories as well which is like walking face or sex siren or runway yeah what's sex siren in particular because that because you, you are won the, the, you, the grand prize yes, winner yes 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 2023 yes <laughs> <laughs> um i mean i looked up sirens before and we got yeah together. right okay, so the origin of the word comes from here Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, and mm-hmm. we were like, it's a mermaid. No, it's not a mermaid. It is a mermaid. I was like, who the fuck is hypersexualizing mermaids? Oh, literally everyone. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Siren, siren. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sex siren. Um, so, I mean, obviously ballroom was created by black and Latinx trans women because it was about creating spaces where, again, they could exist and feel beautiful and, 
you know, be with community and exist in spaces where they got to do the things that they wish they could do, I guess, outside of in, in like society, but because society is so backwards, they, they couldn't. So they made, created their own space. And, you know, a lot of the different categories celebrate that. Like you have categories like realness where it's about like, you know, um, trans people, trans men, trans women, or, you know, gay men or lesbians, like dipping into the different, like, I'm trying to think of like, what's the right word, but like, you know, you'll have categories where it's like um, businessmen Mm -hmm. or like a sports you know, category, and they really have to sell it like they're like like they're straight, mm-hmm. you know, or like you know they're cis or anything like that. With Sex Siren, it's very much based off of sex worker culture because it helps you know celebrate that part of just like I guess queer experience because sex worker culture is a big part of queer experiences or I mean even people of color and black people experiences like a lot of sex work and a lot of the things that you see in like sex worker culture including like stripping and stuff like that was you know popularized and created by black people because that's really was the the means of income yeah so sex iron is basically a space to celebrate that and celebrate I also feel like it's very much like a place where it's like again celebrating feeling liberated to be sexy and slutty and like not being ashamed to you know wear wear something or skimpy yeah something skimpy or act skimpy or shake your ass or shake Mm. your titties and just like feel good in your body and I love it because it doesn't exclude anyone. Like, obviously with the categories, there definitely is, like, specifications. But, like, it's not about what your body looks like. It's not about what your face looks like. It's just about... How you express yourself. Yeah, how you express yourself and your energy. And I, I really love that about it. How good. So, so in, a, on, in, like, a more basic way, it's, it's sort of sex sirens and amalgamation of, like, stripping and, and pole dancing. And yeah, sex worker culture. Really yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's not... Definitely not just like stripping and pole dancing, but also like an ode to like, like a nod to, to all sex worker culture. Mm-hmm. Are you giving up waxing, Kim? Oh, good. No, a uh, bit of unsightly body hair, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Your people don't worry about those sort of things, do they? What are you talking about, my people? Come on, Kim. I didn't come down in the last shower. I just want to make a speech here. Um, I now know that you've thrown your handbag in the river. And I want to say I'm okay with that. No, Kim, Kim, I know you're a friend of Gertrude's. What are you talking about, Mum? I've done the research, Kim. You do the math. You're a homosexual. No, I'm not. It's all right. You're in denial. That's perfectly understandable. You know, we all have the potential. Face facts, Kim. You're a Dutch seawall. What? A dyke. On a bike, if you like. Mum, I'm not gay. You're not gay? I'm not gay. You sure? I'm sure. Yeah, so with the categories, you do your tens where you walk, do your individual walk or, you know, whatever, if you're tag team or whatever. 
and then you'll do your battles. So if you get your tens from all the judges, then you go on to the next round, which is where you start battling people. And honestly, the time frame, it could be anything. Like some balls will go two hours over time. Some categories might have one person walk. Some categories might have one person actually get their tens, you know? So there's definitely no time frame for it. Um, some people will, will do a whole production that will take <laughs> seven to 10 minutes, Yeah, right. you know? So there's definitely no time frame for it. What's the longest you've gone? That I've gone? Yeah. Ooh, not that long. Yeah. Like, oh, honestly, so you'd be so tired. Yeah, That's you can't exhausting. do too much. Like I think in terms of my tens – Probably five to ten minutes max, but I don't think I've ever done a ten-minute moment. Yeah, um, even in a production. When I did do the snake at um, I saw that Sissy photo. Ball, oh my yeah, God. that felt like a little bit longer. But I also felt like I could have gone for longer with the snake. But I was like, "There's too much going on. <laughs> yeah. There's um, too much going on." For context, listeners, um, there's an amazing battle you did with a snake, yeah, like Britney Spears' yes, Toxic yes, Vibe. Yes. But, but so for the re- the reference was Selma Hayek. From Dust yeah. to yeah, Dawn. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Where the fuck did you get a snake? Oh my God, my partner. My partner. So we, when the category came out with the description of um, what we could do, so it was based on like movie or video clip scenes and we'd already watched Dusk From Dust to Dawn and I was like, oh, I wish I could do this, but if I do it, I would have to be with a real snake. And my partner was like, oh, I know someone with a real snake who looks like this and the snake looks like that. I was like, really? And we asked that person and they said yes, but then they were like, you actually can't legally have somebody's pet snake in a place like that. So then we searched, well, she searched, and she found somebody who works with snakes and on, like, movie sets. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we drove out. I don't even know where we drove out. It was far to meet Candy, who was the snake. Candy's oh. the snake. Yes, Candy. Of course, Candy's right? Snake. That's inspired me. Now I want a snake called yes, Candy. Yes, right? Oh, and it was so beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny. My partner was, like, before we went to go meet it, because I wasn't going to just walk on, like, with raw snake. with the snake. No, I was like, let me see how we blend. Yeah. My partner was like, are you going to be scared? I was like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm scared of snakes like that. Mm. Unless it was on the ground. But, like, yeah. on yeah. me, I don't feel like I'm afraid of it. Mm. Um, and then when we went and met her, I was like, she was just draped all over me and I was just dancing with her. Like, yeah, it was a vibe. Yeah. Oh, so I thought you were going to say, and then I saw the snake and I was, shit's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah, it was bad. And obviously yeah. the snake's not poisonous. So you're, no, you're no. Yeah. And she's very gentle. She's very gentle. Oh. She definitely wraps. There was a one point where she was getting wrapped. Like rapping a bit, but You're I was probably like, a bit scared. Yeah, noisy and stuff. Well, um, snakes are deaf, so oh, but vibration. So that's why you have to stomp oh, if you see a snake. Vibration. vibration. Yep, yep, yep. There was a lot of vibration. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, and what advice do you have to people who aren't in the community who want to come and watch uh, along the lines of respect and mm. um, yeah, good. Uh, Etiquette, yeah, because I know it's like really popular at the moment, For sure. especially with Mardi Gras coming up, and yeah. like people want to like dress up and yep, like yep, come yep. and like obviously there's alcohol and stuff involved on nights out, yeah, and people might want to watch and like you know help and like support and everything, but not realize that they're being a bit too mm. uh, like 
Yeah, there's there's allyship and then there's too far. For sure, for sure. Do you have any advice? Yeah, I think it's always good to like learn the history of what you're stepping into. Um, I know before I walked a ball, I was like, you know, I'll learn the history um, and learn what this is about before stepping into the space. Learn about making sure that respecting the fem queens and fem queens is a trans woman um, who exists in ballroom, and because they they created that space and that space is primarily for them and special and for trans men as well. Um, and, you know, not thinking that just because you're there that, you know, you're allowed to take up a whole lot of space. Like you'd absolutely deserve to like um, be there and it's have being there for support is always great, but like just knowing who created these spaces and what these spaces were created for, especially remembering that these spaces are for black and POC people, queer people as Mm. well. But, you know, everyone can come and watch and support. It is important. But, yeah, just, like, I guess learning what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And generally when you are at a ball, people will, you know, will guide you through it. It's just, like, just don't hop up for a category you know nothing about. Yeah. Mm. You know, or which does happen, especially when people – Maybe just watch a few before you decide to jump up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine, like, people going, like, this is – Karaoke. I've done voting at Brent Street. You fully, know. fully. <laughs> Some people will just be lit and then hop up because they just see the hype of what it like yeah. looks and like. It, to and, it. It and I'm be, like, you have no idea what you're actually about to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh you know. God. And it would be hype. so, you know, like it's so. Oh my god, I want to do that. This fully. is amazing. Yes, Everyone's yes, yes. so loving and supporting of each mm. other. Yes. Without, so then you'd want to get up and join the fun. Of but. course, but it's like. What just babe, just meet us at the club after totally. and dance. You yeah. know, you yeah. don't need to do all this. So People funny. prep for this, you yeah. know. Oh, like absolutely. we watch videos, we study, we spend costumes. money. Yeah. Like we put our, you know, blood, sweat and tears into it, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of blood, sweat and tears, mm-hmm. you're also heavily involved. <laughs> <laughs> you're also heavily involved in the burlesque scene. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say heavily, but oh, my toe has been dipped in. Dipped yeah. In. Yeah. She's dipped in. To be honest, again, like it's another thing where I'm just like, oh, okay, we're doing this. You know, because I'm a performer, and a lot of my performing is about stripping off clothes and being sexy and sensual. I've never defined it as like burlesque. I've kind of just been like, I'm just being sexy. And then I got asked to apply for Miss Burlesque this year, which I was kind of surprised by because I was like, oh, I'm not really a traditional burlesque girl. I've definitely been to like a beginner burlesque classes and, you know, I've taught floor work and stuff like that, but I wouldn't classify myself just from the burlesque that I've seen around here. I'm like, oh, I'm not really... That. Like I don't have you know heaps of rhinestones on my outfits. They're just teeny tiny bikinis yeah, yeah, under yeah. a dress, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got asked to enter into it, and I was like, "Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I was, Are you sure?" To the people who were organizing it, and they were like, "We really love your style. Like it's not very non-traditional, and we want different styles yeah. coming great through." That they said yeah. That. yeah. Well, even in the whole competition, there were so many people in that competition who really made me be like, "Oh." Burlesque is not one way at all. Everyone has their own unique perspective that they can bring to it. Which I think is super interesting because me, I don't know anything about burlesque, mm. but I just would look at it and look like, you know, very whalebone, mm-hmm. like yes. very strict, yes. very traditional. With the big yes. feathers. You know, With the big feathers, yeah, yeah, yes. Like 1920s, like yes. steampunk, like do not like, you know – Eyebrows have to be like this. Mm-hmm, like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feet like this. Totally, walk like totally this. 
what I thought. And yeah, I'm same. Not like a ballet world, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh well, you know. Yeah, white people dancing. There's going to be rules. You know what I mean? Exactly, mm. exactly. So I was like, so this is so refreshing. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, it's not you know a thousand fucking rules. Fully, fully excludes so many people. Exactly, exactly. And that was really cool for me to also understand. And um, you know, in the lead up to that, I was training a lot at Sydney Vintage, and the owner Sheena, she has like endless knowledge on burlesque and we were talking a lot about black burlesque dancers and I was like there's really I don't really I haven't seen many and like obviously there is throughout history that are like very iconic but at the same time you're they still don't have the same like exposure or you don't really hear a lot about them as much as you would like white burlesque dancers you know like probably the only one that everyone really knows is Josephine Baker, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and again, she's not, not very traditional, but, you know, she showed me a lot of other black burlesque dancers and showed me a lot of black burlesque dancers on Instagram. And there are definitely ones who give the traditional, but there are definitely yeah. ones who are just like so wild and free and just like, you know, crazy dancing to beats and just things that I'm like, oh, I love this. Yeah, this great. is really cool for me. Did to you see. even when you first got an introduction to Bellas, were you mm. like, I had no idea that this this aspect of it existed? Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When I was doing the competition, I was like, I had the ideas, but I was, and a part of me was like, oh, I'm not traditional, but I definitely know how to strip which i'm like that's burlesque yeah burlesque is about stripping oh 100 you know so it's just got this like classy stripping You're exactly like, comers around it. exactly yeah. exactly so i was like i've been stripping for my performances so you know i i know how to do that yeah yeah, yeah. but just it was nice to be able to do it in a way where i was like i could still be uh true to me yeah you know? for sure yeah how amazing it was how so amazing. fun speaking of amazingness we are obsessed with your relationship. <laughs> okay. Of you course. So many people online who are obsessed because yeah. a little bit famous. <laughs> yeah. You're dating rapper, performance extraordinaire, BVT. Yeah. Uh, you're in her fabulous video. Yes. God bless really, the trap. Really, really God bless the trap. Everyone, look at the video right now. Please. You have to. How did you guys meet? What happened? Oh my goodness! Is it cute? Is it's it, so cute. Did we set up or what happened? In a way, Do kind of. Just find each other, probably. They really. It's. I'm surprised that I met her. Like, I'm yeah. just like, how the fuck did I meet you? How the fuck did you exist in Sydney? Like, what do you mean? Thank God. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, oh, okay. I feel good. Like, <laughs> I've had the worst dating history. So when I met her. I was so unsure and then like not because of anything she did, but I was like, oh, look, I don't know if I'm ready to go through all this shit again. Like, you know, but actually, Bernie, I'm trying to think. So I think, oh, okay. So many, many years ago, I think it was post, just post COVID, um, the first one, I was in a crystal shop in Newtown. That's the most Newtown thing I've ever I know, I know. And she actually walked in. And I saw her. And, and you like, knew who she was. I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't know. Stranger. stranger. Hot stranger. Hot stranger. She just walked in and I was like, wow, <laughs> she's so pretty. Oh, my God. Um, and then her ex-girlfriend of many years ago walked in behind her and I was like, okay. <laughs> anyway. 
saw her and I was like, wow, she was beautiful. And then I walked out, went about my day. And then it was a couple years later, I think I saw her face like floating on socials. And I was like, oh, yep, I remember that girl. Like, Mm. she's still beautiful, still gorgeous. The crystal girl, the girl from the crystal shop, she's still gorgeous. Um, And then it was Sissy Ball 2000 and uh, I want to say last year, Sissy Ball last year. I think last year. Yeah, it had to be. That's when we met. She was actually performing um, at Sissy Ball, but I did not see her perform because I was backstage helping my house get ready for categories and wasn't didn't know what was going on on the main stage. But my best friend Mel was actually at the front of the stage watching her perform. And like, there's a photo where Mel's just like leaning on the stage, looking up at her. And Bernie was like, "Oh, I was performing to Mel because she was the only one really vibing with me like yeah. that." Because Mel, when she's dancing, she's yeah. like, you know. Um, and then uh, I remember Mel telling me, she's like, "Oh my god, this girl, she's amazing. You need to meet her." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen her. She's cute. She's cute." <laughs> And then I was not ready for anything at that point. And then a couple of months later, Mel saw her again in an event. She was performing again in an event. And Mel came back to me again. And she's like, Basha, I've spoken to her. She's like, she's actually perfect for you. You know, like everything about her energy. She's so smart. She's so beautiful. She's so interesting. Rah, rah, rah. And I was like, yes, I know. I've seen her. She is. She is beautiful. But I, I was so unsure about approaching her because I also I was just nervous and then at some point I think I had followed her on Instagram and she hadn't followed me back and And so I unfollowed her I unfollowed her I was like okay she didn't notice me so that's okay that's all right I'm just gonna get on with my life I mean it goes with my track record yeah it's fine it's fine it's fine you know um and then I was at another ball and I was walking at this ball and I actually before I'd walked at it I'd seen her in the crowd and I was just like moving myself around the stage so I was like please look at me like please notice me like and she, I, I never got eye contact from her so I was like okay maybe it's not it's not a th- it's not what I think it is in my head um, and then I walked and it was the next day that we were at an after party for the ball and I saw her again and I was kind of just like moving around like am I here and anyway she was on her way to leave and then I just stopped her and I was like um I just wanted to let you know you're very pretty and then that was it and she was like oh you're really pretty too and then she had to go and then we kind of started talking from that and lo and behold she had actually videoed my whole walk at the ball the night before and was like there was photos of her like screaming in the crowd while I was walking. I was like, oh, so she did notice me. Yeah. yeah, so it was cute. And then basically from there, we just started seeing each other. It was like a slow for me, slow process. Yeah. Which when you think about it, we've been we're engaged after like a little bit over a year. So not that slow, Lesbian. but like yeah, lesbians, <laughs> lesbian shit. But. It took me a minute just because I was like, I'm not sure I can go into anything with anyone. And I feel like I still was just going through a lot in my own personal like journey just as myself. But she was very patient and very caring and she's very grown. Like she's Mm. just such a, she's one of those people where I'm like, 
you've done you've done work on yourself yeah. like you've really worked hard and I can see it because you're so she's so patient and so kind and just like has time and energy for so many people but also is very good with her boundaries and like protecting her energy um, and being really honest about her feelings and I'm just like oh I just learned so much from her and also a brilliant actress. Oh, That's brilliant, well. brilliant. brilliant. Everything brilliant, she does, brilliant. brilliant. Erotic Stories, amazing. Oh, my God, incredible, amazing. incredible. Everyone watch Erotic Stories on yes. SBS Demand. Yes. Yes. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can um, tell what's on my laptop. <laughs> and who proposed to who? We both proposed to each other. You're kidding. Uh, yeah, tell on the same day. Oh my god, on the same day. So it's so funny because I had been planning to propose to her for a minute. I was like, I want to propose to her because I don't know. When you, when you know, you know. When you know, you know. And also for me, I was like, you know, obviously if you th- look at us, I'm probably the more femme presenting. So everyone would assume that I'm like trying to get proposed to. But I guess when you're in a lesbian relationship, that stuff doesn't really matter but also I'm just like she's such a beautiful human I just really wanted to her to have a moment of like somebody professing their love to her and like showing her yeah just showing her that she's so loved so I had been planning to propose to her but at the same time I guess she had been planning to <laughs> propose to me. We actually had so I bought her a ring and she bought me this necklace that I had shown her the year before saying that this is my dream necklace. Um she ended up buying it for me like not long after that. So she had had my like the necklace since like November last year and just had been holding on to it till she knew. We had it in the oh. same room. They were hiding in the same person's room. So we had it in our housemate's room and both our shit and i'm like no one like peeped anything no one slipped on anything because i had no idea and she had no idea that we were going to propose to each other and then so what happened that day so i i got in there first just by a bit um i took her to where we went on our first date um she loves gordon's bay so i took her to gordon's bay like organized a picnic and um, pretty much replicated our first date because on our first date we were very nervous to talk to each other. Um, so she made us play like this question game. Um, so I ended up just she's done the work. Yeah, she knows what she's she done. knows. She knows how to get so through. Smart. She knows how to move through obstacles. Yeah, yes. it was actually brilliant. It was brilliant, and what it helped open up yeah. so much conversation for us. So I pretty oh. much replicated that, but like made it into a card game. So my friends came over and we would write questions on cards and like made a whole stack of them. Um, and I pretty much like said, we're going to play this cu- this question game. And we played the question game. And then my last question was the question. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so gay. It's so gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, my God, no, I've got yours at home. She, was, she literally was like, oh, I was supposed to do this to you. She didn't actually tell me that she was still going to propose at this point. She was just like, oh, no, I was going to – I wanted to do this for you. But I didn't know when that time frame was. So I was like, too bad. um so i proposed to her and then we just chilled for a bit and then we went back to our place and she had organized the nighttime plans and oh my god her plans ate my plans up like mine were very bernie because bernie's very wholesome yeah my hers for me were very huge grand you know yes 
So I think that's saying something though. Like you've, it's so you're doing the plans the other person fully. Would, yeah, yeah fully. I think that's so gorgeous and so sentimental and so considerate. Very, very. Of your partner. This is teaching me a lot. Thank I know. You. So <laughs> same. same. I, I learned so cards. much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you just make your own questions. Like we did one. So the game that we played was a one. The first game that we played was called the end on the phone. It was on a phone. Oh, oh yeah. And then the ones I made were just like ones that were general ones, but also ones that like were like true to our relationship. So I asked her things like we love watching anime together. So I watched her like ask like something about like what would your jutsu be, which is like your power or like your anime power or just things that we'd had throughout our relationship that I was like, oh, I'm going to ask this, you know? <gasps> yeah. Oh, and then eventually <laughs> Bernie asked you. So yeah, nighttime plan- plans. Bernie was like, I don't want you to choose what to wear. You can if you want, but I do have something for you. <gasps> So basically she got something made by Nicole and Ford who are like the best designers, the best designers ever, <laughs> ever, ever. What? yes. The best oh. designers you could ever think of. Ever. It Everyone was listening, I'm sure your standards have just gone. <laughs> oh, I know, Which truly. Which is exactly what we want to do here on this pod. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Don't have crumbs when you can have fucking everything. Nicole and Ford, exactly. And your dream necklace, your yeah. dream necklace. Oh. So she pulled out the outfit. I was getting ready. Oh my God. This has swept me away. The outfit was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. It was so me. Like teeny tiny top, teeny tiny skirt. Yeah. She's like, she was in a suit. She looked really gorgeous. Pretty much was like, okay, now that we're, you're ready, we're ready. I'm going to tell you what the night's going to be. She's like, so I never went to my year 12 formal because I was just too sad. Mm. And she pretty much was like, you know, you didn't have your formal. So tonight we're going to do like your prom. Jesus. And she's like, in order to do that, first we have to start with the promposal. And she brings out this box, and I already knew what the box was because I know what the brand is of the necklace. And I was like, you're fucking lying. What the fuck? No way. You don't understand. This necklace, when I saw it, I was like, this is a necklace. It's my dream necklace. But there's no way I'm ever getting this necklace. Like, that's never happening. It is, like, beautiful. She opens the box, and it was my dream necklace. And then she asked me to marry her. And then basically we walk outside and I see this like Hummer limo. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that laugh was fucked. What the fuck is this? And then I see all my friends inside dressed up in dresses, like champagne everywhere. We drove around for ages and I was like, where are we going? We were just, you know, dancing and singing in this big car. And all of a sudden we stop at this place and we go upstairs and there's tables and chairs and like a whole prom set up. And it was pretty much more of my friends came and we had a prom night. We did voting for different categories. We had a big cake with two Barbie scissoring. (laughs) It was an edible cake. It was amazing. It was fucked up. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations and thank congratulations. you so much. So congratulations on both being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you 100 percent deserve it. Oh, thank we all you. do. Everyone yes, everyone you deserves this as well. Yeah. Very much I so. Think, I think we should wrap up on that story. That was yep. so good. I, don't, I think that's you can't you can't top that. So <laughs> I think that's made everyone's week. Like, like that's such a warm that's made my week. Story. It was honestly. I wish I could like have that memory permanently like detail for detail permanently ingrained in my brain and just like play on repeat oh i, I think i've now got it oh, every memory 
Right. It was the best night of my whole life. Do you know what? Well, I think just we're just going to say that's Baja's copyright, everyone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that will be a TV show or movie that is about a queer relationship. Exactly. That doesn't end in death. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we have Or hardship. It's just fucking good. Yeah, (laughs) it just gets better. It really is. You know, if you do the work, fully, you're going to make an impact, darling. Fully. So let's... Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Asha, um, thank wanna, you. Do you want to – Instagram, anything if you want listeners oh, to yeah, find you. Anything you've got coming up. Whatever. Love you as much as we do. Oh, um – yeah, so my Instagram is at Basha, B-A-S-J-I-A. You know, if you want to come through to a burlesque class, you can either find the link on my Instagram or Sydney Vintage in Marrickville is where I'll start be starting teaching next year. I have a couple of performances happening next year, but nothing that I have any real links for. But I'll post about them always. Follow Boston BVT, my partner. Check out her new music video. We worked on it together. It's so great. Um, Check out all her work as well because she's fucking incredible. Check out the ballroom scene. Check out all the pioneers in the ballroom scene because they're all incredible and have influenced me heavily. Um, Remember to respect sex workers if you're going to start doing pole classes. It's not just for, like, just know the origins of it. I am very adamant that if you are going to do pole, you also have to respect where it came from especially black sex workers oh brilliant yeah. thank this you Vaja. that's thank been you. so much that's thank been my you. christmas present yeah. me too yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. oh yeah oh fuck <laughs> yeah boy he will fuck off off he will fuck we suck again you blew it you'll take that nip in your bag